Hello and welcome to Wagawheel Coffee Table. It's a film podcast. Hello everybody and welcome back to the Wagon Wheel Coffee Table podcast. I'm your host Ellis, this is episode 30. Um, today we're going to look ahead um, to 2024 uh, in film um, and what's coming out this year, what we're excited about this year and also my kind of personal film related aspirations for the upcoming year. Um, but I hope everyone had a good new year. I hope everyone enjoyed my last podcast where we went through every film I watched for the first time in 2023. Um, if you do want to see the full list and not bother listening to me for 45 minutes, um, you can go to my letterbox at LSJ Carr where I've made a list of all 73 films and put them in exact order. That was difficult and I look through it now and I'm still not very happy with it. But if you also do want to follow the show, um, I do have a Twitter account for the show. Oh, sorry, I do have an X account for the show um, at WWCT Podcast. Um, you can find me on there. I'm usually raving about a film I've just watched or realizing that the How to Train Your Dragon film, the How to Train Your Dragon live action film, has already begun shooting, and I needed to express my excitedness for that. At the beginning of this episode, um, I'm going to go through, or I was going to go through, every release um, that I'm kind of excited about or interested in over the next year. Um, just go. I just went through IMD upcoming releases and kind of went through the ones that I recognised. Um, but obviously the first one on that list was Poor Things, so when I made this list um, a couple of weeks ago, I had Poor Things on here that came out January 12th, it's now past January 12th. And I've seen it. Um, so I thought at the beginning I'd just talk a little bit about Poor Things, actually. Um, so spoilers for that. I know it's it's been out probably about a week by the time this episode comes out. Um, so I know a lot of people don't get around to see it. I usually see these films later than everyone. Um, like a week or so, more than a week after it comes out. Um, so spoilers for Poor Things. I'll leave a time code in the description of when I finish talking about it. Because I know that it's a film that a lot of people want to see. Um, and in the UK, it's only just come out, so people haven't seen it yet. So I'll leave a time code in the description. Right now that everyone who hasn't seen Poor Things has left, or doesn't, or, or not left but skipped, um, let's talk about it. So I had really high expectations. Obviously, Killing of a Sacred Deer, Dog's Tooth, um, The Lobster, The Favorite are all really, really good films. Shall I do a quick ranking? Let's do a quick one. So I'll just do those four. Number four, The Favorite. Number three, the lobster. No, number three, dog tooth. Number four, n- number two, the lobster. Number one, sacred deer. Maybe, um, and then I think poor things would be number one for me. It's really excellent. You know, Yorgos Lanthimos is a master. Um, his characters are so interesting. His ideas are so interesting. Like I was watching poor things and just kind of astounded that someone's mind could come up with this i know it's based on a book but it's i think it's quite loosely based on a book um i've been reading i think a lot well for some reason when i what finish poor things usually when i finish a film i look at reviews on letterbox or wherever and just to see what the kind of the consensus is just to see where my opinion is aligning with the rest of the world and for some reason for poor things i went straight to like bad reviews for some reason i just thought 
I, I, I basically finished it thinking that was a 5 out of 5 film, amazing, have no faults, let's see who has faults about this. One kind of negative opinion about it is it, is it kind it, it's kind of presented or maybe people are seeing it as like a feminist film, um, a film that's kind of empowering to women, you know, she's taking back her body, she's making choices about herself, um, she's learning about the world. Um, and a lot of people are kind of saying, but why does that have to be sexual? Why can, why, you know, all these kinds of things, like, you're still objectifying this woman. Um, I think that's kind of valid, and I'm not really the right person to speak on it, but one one um, criticism I've seen of the film is that it's changed things about the book. So the book is, that it's based on this kind of um, Bella's story, but um, through the... telling of other people so it's like different other people in the story telling her story mainly men I think or all men maybe Um, whereas the film is her true story and for some reason people aren't happy about that apparently because it changes the book or something I read a review that explained it it. Um, but if you just go to like half a star reviews on Letterboxd and search by most popular um, it'll be there uh, but anyway, I'll go into my thoughts about it. I didn't really know what to expect. Obviously, high expectations because of his previous films are all really, really good. Um, actually, did I put the favourite last? No, I think Dog Dogtooth is last, then the favourite, then Lobster, then Clean Sacred Deer, then Poor Things. Sorry, I just realised that I put the favourite last and that feels wrong, very wrong. Um, but yes, Poor Things, anyway. I think, yeah, it was phenomenal. Um he does some really interesting things with lenses in this film. I know that might be boring, and usually I wouldn't talk about, like, oh, the lens choice was really interesting, but there's some really interesting stuff in there. Um, there's a particular shot towards the end-ish of the film, um, spoilers, obviously, um, towards the end of the film where um, Bella and her, I guess, fiancé are walking through a park or something, and they're kind of doing just a shot of a shot of... Um, Bella and her fiance I can't remember the uh, the character's name I think the actor's name is Rami Youssef just doing a shot of her shot and the background when they're shooting them is like um, circular and like bending around the actors so it's kind of like distorted and like circular um, I put it up on um, the podcaster's Twitter actually kind of explaining my thoughts about it but, but the, the faces are very like straight and normal and I was just like fascinated by how they did that um to get the background so like distorted and like bent and thing and stuff but then the actors are still so crisp I just didn't understand it and I want someone to explain it to me um but that's just like one example of crazy uses of of lenses I was I mean I think when you watch this film go out and watch interviews with um Yorgos and the cinematographer because they or any interviews really because they talk about a lot about like lens choice and why pick certain lenses like they get a really nice effect by using like the wrong lens on the wrong camera or something and it gives like a vignette so like a like a circle in the middle of this in the middle of the in the middle of the frame of the like what's happening on screen and then it's black all around you know what a vignette is I don't need to explain it but yeah that I've never really seen that before other than like a a transition or like someone doing it purposely I've never seen it like in camera be like that I don't think anyway um the sets are amazing in it the production design is incredible Emma Stone 
is phenomenal in this. Phenomenal in this. Um, I don't know who's going to be nominated alongside her for the Oscars, but they're going to have to be pretty good to win against her. I think obviously Past Lives is maybe still my film of the year, um, or my film that I want to win everything. But you know, you got to respect Emma Stone in this against. You know, I mean, it's kind of reductive to pit people against each other, but Emma Stone just crushes it in this, um, and I don't see anyone kind of beating her for it. But um, Mark Ruffalo should also be nominated, and then maybe you know, war awards aren't really the point, but he's just he just eats it up in this film. He just eats every scene up, and he's just phenomenal. And uh, you know, you listen to interviews about him with this film, and he was and he kind of went into it thinking, I don't know if I can do this. Um, and kind of said to Yorgos, I don't think I'm the right choice for this, I don't think I can do this, but for him to then, like, get recognition for it, I think is really, um, inspiring, and shows, you know, he's a phenomenal actor, and he should believe in himself, but shows that even if you're kind of, like, doubting yourself, you shouldn't give in to that, and, you know, if, if someone like Yorgos Lanthimos believes in you to do a part, then you can do it, and he can do it. It's a very um, graphic film um, with like sex and also with kind of blood and guts. Like Willem Dafoe's character, who's also really good, and it is a like a surgeon slash Doctor Frankenstein kind of character. Um, and there's obviously a lot of like more gruesome shots. There's kind of animals, like a duck that has a pug's head or something that's not one but it's one of those things you know a man's brain gets put inside of a or a goat gets put inside of a man's brain it's really like crazy your ghost shit but it really works for for the world of the film it's like this surreal it's this surrealist film but this very like simple story of a woman learning about the world around her and learning what's expected of her what she expects of herself what she wants to do with her life and kind of how people are trying to control her, you know, if she has a, her own urgency or if she's just, you know, if she's just along, if she's in just in someone else's story. Um, I think it's really interesting. Um, and obviously I'm not really the right voice to be talking about its, um, like, feminist um, ideals in it. Like, I'm not sure if it works. I'm not really, like, for me it was empowering and kind of a, a woman learning about the world and also taking back her sexuality taking back her or discovering even her sexuality and her her power and but also learning about the world and socialism and capitalism and you know philosophy and all these kinds of things i just i thought it was a really interesting character um but i can definitely see how some people would think it was kind of sexualizing her in a needless way um but i, I just didn't see it like that um, but I can understand and would would get if someone had that complaint. It's just not one that I agree with. Um, but I think that's all I'll talk about, poor things. It's I think, you know, people should definitely see it and see it in the big screen as well. Like, I saw it in not the biggest screen, but it was still really uh, an interesting film and a film that should be seen with a crowd, actually, because there are some really, really funny parts uh, in this film. Um, and we had uh, we had, like, a couple of people in our screen who were, like, really really laughing and getting into it and that kind of creates buzz and in the room and you get really into it when you're watching it but yeah that's all i'll say on poor things um it's really good it's definitely going to get nominated for lots of oscars you know it should get nominated for you know set design and costumes and all that kind of thing let's get into 
the releases of 2024 that are kind of interesting to me. These are not necessarily all like good films that are going to come out, but just ones that I kind of was going through IMDb and saying, oh, that's interesting. Let me talk about that. The first one, the most next one, which is actually comes out day of recording, but I just haven't seen it yet, is Mean Girls. Um, I, I've only seen the original Mean Girls maybe once or twice. Um, it wasn't life-changing for me. I saw it probably maybe too old, and also, you know, it's just maybe just not a film that's, you know, directed towards me. Um, but it's, I still really enjoyed it. It's still a really good film, and the, this new one is a musical. I'm not sure how I feel about that. The clips that I've seen of the musical elements to it don't look great. But you know, the the, the all the actors in it are doing some really funny PR and really funny um, press at the minute. Um, and that's kind of honestly got me more interested in the end than the actual film. But yeah, I, I don't I don't know whether I'll see this. I think I'll only see this if like my girlfriend wants to watch it or like anyone in my life wants to watch it. I don't know if I'll go out and watch this on my own. Um, but we'll see if I ever get around to it. Um, then a couple of days about on that on Friday when this episode comes out, hopefully is the holdovers. This one I'm really excited for. Obviously, Paul Giamatti and the film are getting lots of. Um, you know, praise and and credit for this film, and I'm just really looking forward to it. And also, I'm looking forward to an Oscar film, an Oscar buzz film that is a comedy, and that is interesting. Not interesting in in like a in like other films aren't interesting, but just a different. It seems like a different kind of Oscar buzz film, but we'll see. Um, I'm just really looking forward to it. It looks like heartwarming. The performances look really good. I'm just really looking forward to it. Um, Next, on January 26th, All of Us Strangers is coming out in the UK. Obviously, people might be listening to this in America, um, and a lot of these have already come out in America, but I'm doing this on UK release date. Yeah, All of Us Strangers, uh, Paul Meskel, Andrew Scott, this, their performances is what I'm most excited about, really, because I really love both these actors. Um, I'm really interested in watching this film. Um, and interesting the story because the premise sounds really interesting um, about like a guy whose parents passed away and he kind of visits them in his childhood home in his mind um, and then it's also having this um, new relationship with this 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 guy um, sounds really interesting um, and I'm really curious um, to to see what it's like. Next on February 2nd we have Argyle from the twisted mind of what's his face. Yeah this one I don't want to see but I've just put it in there because I'm just fascinated by what the reception is going to be of it because the kind of the trailer is kind of like like I say like the twisted mind of what's he I I can't remember his name from the twisted mind of Matthew Vaughan and if you're putting I know he probably didn't have a decision to make in the marketing but if you're putting that you have a twisted mind it just it just means it's going to be the most vanilla shit ever I'm sorry and the trailer doesn't look that good I am fascinated to see if it is going to be any good, but just every bone in my body thinks it's not going to be very good, and it's not going to be twisted at all, and it's just going to be like, oh, the cat is the spy, or, oh, someone had their head blown off, how twisted, um, I just, I just, the use of From the Twisted Mind of director Michael Vaughan, and he didn't even write it, I just... It just irks me a little bit and just makes me feel like it's not going to be very good and not going to be twisted at all. Uh, next on February 9th, Iron Claw. Um, now this is a 24 film, Zac Efron, um, Thingy White, whatever his name is, from The Bear. Um, 
I am looking forward to this one. I saw the trailer, I think, before I was watching Past Lives or something like that. I can't remember what I was watching. I saw the trailer and I thought, that doesn't look really good. And the tra- I think the trailer just showed me everything that happened in the film. So I kind of forgot about it. And then I saw that when it came out in America, people were really loving it. And it was getting lots of award nominations and things like that. I was like, oh, it must be actually, it must be actually good. Um, so now I'm interested in it. I know I shouldn't let the opinions of others affect me, but, like, if lots of people are enjoying this film, it must be good. And I just didn't think it would be. Like, I saw the trailer and thought, I don't know if I will like this. Um, It just looks a bit... Not, like, America. Not like that, but just a bit cheesy, maybe. Um, But apparently it's very good, so I'm interested in watching that. Um, February 16th, we have Madam Web. God, you... Obviously... People who have have seen anything about Madame Web know that, you know, this isn't going to be very good. It can't be. Like, if this movie is good, I'll eat my own hair. Um, This is just, it's not going to be good. Um, And there was a recent video of Dakota Johnson just, like, eye-fucking the camera. And, like, telling us to watch the film in this, like, really seductive voice. And it's just weird. Um, And then there was that, that clip of the like the title sequence of it and it just looks like I tweeted it like it just looks like a 2005 DVD menu screen the trailer looks weird I, d- I don't know I just don't think it's going to be very good um, and I have no faith in Sony to make a good superhero film at all so next we have June 2 coming out on March 1st um, really excited for this. Love June one. We all love June one. Really excited to see where the story goes. I haven't read the book, so I have no idea. The cast looks stacked. Um, yeah, that's all I really have to say. You know, I'm really looking forward to just being in that world again. March eighth, we have Kung Fu Panda four. I actually haven't seen Kung Fu Panda three. It's definitely one I want to watch soon because I think it's on Netflix here in the UK. But you know, one and two are really good films, and apparently three is really good as well. So I'm looking forward to number four. Now this is this next one, Mickey seventeen. The, the new Bong Joon-ho film starring Robert Patterson um, comes, it's meant to come out on March 29th but I saw recently that it's been delayed indefinitely and that's sad because all we got is that shot of Robert Patterson in that like tube thing lying down or whatever it is and we haven't seen anything else since but I'm excited for it anyway it's interesting that just one shot and the casting I think it's got Mark Ruffalo in it as well have just made me so excited then on April 12th, we have Godzilla X-Kong, the new empire. I mean, I'm a sucker for Godzilla films. I still need to watch Godzilla Minus One because I think I really love it. But I'm a sucker for this, you know, cinematic universe of Godzilla Kong films. Just because I know they're bad, but I just get a lot out of them and just enjoy them a lot. So I'm interested to see this one, but I think it's going in a direction that I'm not that interested in. But we'll see, we'll see. Uh, next we have a new A24 film on April 19th called Love Lies Bleeding. Um, this just, this is a, this has got Kristen Stewart in it, um, where she, I think she falls in love with maybe a pro wrestler, or something like that, I'm trying to remember now, I can't really remember it, but it just looks interesting, it's A24, the direction looks interesting, the story looks interesting, the trailer looks interesting, how many times can I say interesting, um, it just looks good. Uh, next, on April 26th, we have Challengers, um, which is the um, three-way film um, with uh, Zendaya and 
those two other actors who I can't remember their names. Oh god. Yeah, I can't remember their names. But this just looks kind of interesting. The director obviously did call me my own name and other things. Um yeah, I'm just curious to see this film and I think it'll be one that the internet kind of really latches onto because it already has for some reason. Um next we have Furiosa, May twenty fourth. Obviously the uh Mad Max prequel. Really looking forward to this. I'm interested to see the rest of this world. I do want to rewatch Mad Max. I think I only watched it once and loved it, but didn't like love it like everyone else does. Um, so I'm in, I really want to rewatch Mad Max, Fury Road, and see, and then obviously Furiosa. Watch that because it does look interesting. I really like uh, the main actress whose name I can't remember now, but you know who she is. And uh, next, maybe my modes anticipated. We have Inside Out two, June fourteenth. We have some new um, emotions. We have teenage um, Riley. I just love Inside Out One. It's one of my favorite films. It's one of the best Pixar films. I actually should be doing a Pixar ranking soon uh, on the on the show. So look forward to that. Um, I'm just really looking forward to being back in this world. I think it's incredibly charming uh, film and one that teaches us a lot. And the last one, the whole point of it was that sadness is okay. And I think that's a beautiful message for a Pixar film. Next, June 28th, we have A Quiet Place Day 1, which I'm curious about. I don't really know anything about the story or who we're following in this, but we kind of already saw Day 1 in A, in a Quiet Place Part 2. So I don't know what this is going to be like, but I like the films. They're interesting premise. Um, yeah, I just like them. Then on October 4th, we've skipped a few months here, we have Joker. I've wrote here, Joker, the one with the dancing. Um... I'm not sure how I feel about this one. I I didn't love Joker Joker 1. I didn't love Joker 1. I kind of loved it when I watched it, and then in retrospect, I've really grown to actually quite hate it. Um, I actually don't think it's very groundbreaking. I think you can see that the person who directed the Hangover movies directed it. I think it's quite insensitive to some things. And then to add Lady Gaga to that, who seems... She's a good actress, but seems obsessed with kind of the craft of acting and kind of bullshitting her way through the craft of acting like she she seems she talks as if she's kind of the best actress in the world I don't know if that's true but just her and Joaquin Phoenix as a central role I don't know if I can handle a press tour like that um but we'll see we'll see if it's any good it's obviously a musical so I'm interested to see where what direction that takes it in so I'm glad they're doing something different at least Next on November 8th, I didn't know this was coming out actually, it's Paddington in Peru, a new Paddington film, but it was with a new director, so I'm not that excited about it, just because I think a lot of the charm of the Paddington films comes from the director's vision, and you saw that in Wonka as well. Uh, And the last film I have down here is uh, on November 22nd, Gladiator 2. This is just interesting that we're getting a sequel to, what, a 30-year-old film, a 20-year-old film? Um, I guess we'll see how that goes. It's obviously got Paul Mescal and it's got some other really good actors in it, so I'm curious to see how it is. Um, but yeah, I guess we'll we'll see on November twenty second as long as it doesn't get postponed. So that was kind of some films this year that I'm interested in seeing or that are interested to see what the reception is. You know, like Argyle and Madam Web and Joker or, or Paddington. I'm not that interested in seeing but I'm interested to see what the response is and then that'll kind of inform whether or not I see them. I do wanted to talk a bit about my kind of personal objectives with film this year. I was kind of going through my letterbox wrapped and 
I would go through it here, but it's just no point. It's not that interesting. Um, and I just want to kind of talk a bit about what I want to watch more of this year. So what I noticed was that last year I watched no new releases of foreign language films, I don't think. Um, and all the foreign language films that I did watch were in like the top 10 of my ranking. So this year in 2024, I, I do want to watch more foreign language films, both new and old, um, just to kind of broaden my horizons a little bit. Like, I really love foreign language films, as I say, like the top. Uh, let me just check. Um, so, yeah, like in my top 10, there were three foreign language films. So Yee Yee, Boy in the Heron and All Quiet on the Western Front. Like that should so- show me something like the only three films that I watched for the first time last year that are in foreign language were in my top 10 so that should tell you something so i do want to watch more also classic foreign language films and just foreign language films in general just to kind of broaden my horizons and be intro- introduced introduced to more actors and directors and that kind of thing also want to tick off a lot of my um watch list um if i go to my watch list here it's like we've got um Come and See, Twelve Angry Men, Over the Garden Wall, Seven Samurai, City of God, Shinder's List, Akiru, Ram, The Good, Bad and the Ugly, uh, Good, Bad and the Ugly, Brighter Summer Day, um, Grow the Firefly, Stalker, Persona, Old Boy, Indices, Barry Lyndon, uh, The Pianist, uh, Lawrence of Arabia, you know, all these, I'm just scrolling down this, all these, like Psycho, 400 Blows, um, Mommy, Still Walking, The Great Dictator, all that jazz, the Chinatown, there's just so many, and I've got like over 400 on my watch list that I want to get through, and obviously I don't want to get through all of those this year, because I'd be mental, but I just want to get through some classics this year, and some ones that have been on my watch list for a while. Um, Also, the certain directors that I want to get into, um, so I kind of wrote a list of ones that I do want to get into, so we have uh, Jack's, is it Jack's Tati? Um, his films just sound really interesting. Um, I do want to get into his. We have Ozu. Um, I remember listening to a Criterion Closet with Paul Dano and him talking about Ozu. Um, and ever since then, I've just kind of been intrigued by his films and they look really interesting. Um, I want to watch more Akira Kurosawa. I've only seen Throne of Blood. Um, and I just want to watch more of his things because he's a master and, you know, a lot of the highest rated ones in my watch list are his. I do want to watch more Martin Scorsese. In 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 theory, I'd like to watch all of his, but well, all of these directors, I want to watch more of his. But yeah, I just haven't seen as many classics of his that I would like to. Like, uh, haven't seen Raging Bull, haven't seen King of Comedy, haven't seen Gangs of New York, haven't seen After Hours, haven't seen Aviator, haven't seen Silence, haven't seen Cape Fear, haven't seen Mean Streets, haven't seen Temptation of Christ, haven't seen Age of Innocence. You know, there's so much that I haven't seen of his, and I just want to get into it because. You know, this year was a big year for Marty. Even though one of his only one of his films came out, he was it was a big year for, you know, my generation getting into Martin Scorsese. I think um, I want to watch more Edward Yang. Obviously, one of my films of last year that I loved the most that I watched for the first time was Yee Yee, and I want to watch more. You know, Bright Summer Day, all his films. They're just if they're anything like Yee Yee, they're going to be amazing. I want to watch more Ingmar Bergman. I don't know if I've seen any of his actually. I've seen The Seventh Seal. Um, and didn't love it, but it was definitely interesting. But I want to see like Persona and 
all that kind of thing. Um, he's just someone that gets referenced a lot, and I just want to see what the fuss is about, really. Um, more David Lynch, um, including Twin Peaks, actually. I've only seen um, a Razorhead, I think, from David Lynch. And, you know, he's a master. And I want to watch Twin, Twin Peaks this year, definitely. And I want to watch all his films, you know, Wild at Heart, Moulin, Moulin Drive, Blue Velvet, Elephant Man, Dune, even. I want to watch all those films. Jean-Luc Godard, I do want to get into him, just because, again, he's just someone who is referenced so all the time. Um, and I haven't even seen any of his films. I just, you know, he's, he's just someone that gets referenced a lot. And I do want to um, get into him. But he's directed like over 100 films. But, you know, his most popular ones I definitely want to watch this year. Um, Andrei Tarkovsky. I don't think I've seen any of his films. You know, Stalker, Slaris, Mirror. All these like really famous films that I want to get into. Um, he hasn't directed that many. Um, but, you know, I really want to watch some of his films just because they seem really, really fascinating. Um, Next, Charlie Chaplin. I don't think I've seen any Charlie Chaplin films, both um, directed and starred in, so I definitely want to see some of his films. Um, How do I say this name? Don Hertzfeldt. Um, He's he's the guy that does the animations, um, like It's Such a Beautiful Day, World of Tomorrow. He just seems like a really interesting guy and some really interesting films that he's made. So I just want to watch his stuff really because it looks something that I would really like uh, and then more I was watching a round table um, and obviously Michael Mann directed Ferrari but I just want to get into more Michael Mann films like he came off really well in the round tables and I know he has kind of like a reputation of being a bit of a hard ass but everyone around the table was really complimentary of him and kind of like Bradley Cooper was talking about how he um, Michael Mann was a real uh, hero for him and then Michael Mann sent him like a uh, a, a letter that said thank you, good luck, and all that kind of stuff. Um, so I'm really interested in the film. Like he's, I've seen Heat, um, but that's it. Um, but like he's got Collateral, Thief, Ferrari, Manhunter, Public Enemies, Last of the Mohicans. You know all these really famous films. Ali. I just I'd like to see. Um, but yeah, that's. I've just realised there's no female directors in that list, which is kind of damning. Um, I would like to watch more Jane Campion films. Um, I've seen The Power of the Dog but nothing else I'd also like to watch um, more Catherine Bigelow films actually I don't know if I've seen any Catherine Bigelow films let me see oh I watched Point Break recently actually um, I didn't love it actually um, but you know The Hurt Locker, Zero Dark Thirty Detroit, these these are really interesting films that I'm curious to see um, but yeah those are some kind of directors I want to watch more of this year and also, I, I do want to t- just lastly touch on some things I want for the podcast this year. You know, this is, I did it, I did, obviously, I started the podcast over a year ago and it wasn't that consistent that year, especially in the second half when I got more busy. But this year I do want to be more consistent. He says I just missed a week, but I do want to be more consistent. Um, I do want to get more guests on, you know, just both, you know, maybe listeners, even if I don't know you. Um, friends, uh, maybe some celebrities. I don't know. I don't know what the 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 world the the world the year is gonna hold, but we'll see. I'm I'm definitely looking forward to getting to you know broadening my horizons. I've said that more a lot this podcast, but with the podcast, I'd also like to hit maybe one thousand downloads this year. Um, in total, I've got just over four hundred, which doesn't sound like a lot, but to me, it's a lot. 
um, and I would like to hit, you know, if I'm doing consistent uploads, I would like to hit a thousand downloads this year, but we'll see how that goes. We'll see how the podcast develops. Um, there was somebody recently, I think in America who just like one day I got like 20, 25 downloads in one day and I was like, what is going on? I think it was the day I released, um, every film I watched in 2023 and I was like, oh wow, it must be everyone must be loving it and then it was just like I think someone just found my podcast and downloaded all my episodes um so thank you to that person that really perked up my Friday um but yeah I, I think that's maybe it I, that I want to talk about in this episode of the podcast thank you so much for listening I think it's gonna be a good film a good year for film um obviously a lot of the films like at the beginning of 2023 I wouldn't have said oh, I want to watch past lives I want to watch all this sort of stuff because I wouldn't have really known about them um so we'll 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 see how good of a year 2024 is for films um and see what the oscars hold in 2025 but yeah well i'm interested to see a lot of these films especially around oscar time like all of us strangers the hold of us um iron claw things like that but there's a lot of there could be some really good films coming out this year um and we'll see if any kind of come out of the woodwork and surprise us this year um but thank you so much for listening um if you would like to leave a review maybe talk about films you're excited to see this year um directors you want to watch more of this year um maybe there's a country in the world that you haven't seen a film from and you'd like to um just leave a leave a review on apple or anywhere yeah I'd, I'd be interested to hear what people want to watch more of this year um because i think it's good to kind of set targets and kind of branch out to different areas of the world or to different directors and kind of get out of your comfort zone when it comes to film because I think we all kind of get settled in just watching a certain kind of film so I hope everyone has a good 2024 I've said that in last episode I'll say in this one um I hope we all enjoy Madam Web (laughs) no we definitely won't no no one in this world will enjoy it but yeah thank you so much for listening um have a good week um follow me on follow the show on on twitter follow me on letterbox at lsj car everything's in the description um leave a review leave a rating of the show it really helps out it makes me feel good um and who wouldn't want to do that um but yeah thank you so much for listening bye